You're listening to Grand Rounds Nation on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. Presenting the best Grand Rounds from across the country, I'm Dr. Matt Bernholtz. In this episode, we're continuing a recent session from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention in Atlanta, Georgia, titled Sodium Reduction, Time for Choice. I'm Mary Cogswell from CDC. I will describe CDC's efforts to address three questions. How much sodium is in the foods we eat? How much sodium do we consume? And are we ready for nationwide action to reduce sodium intake? Today, I will focus on the latest data from USDA's food and nutrient databases, the National Health and Nutrition Examination Survey, the Behavioral Risk Factor Surveillance System, and two market research surveys. As part of a collaboration with the USDA, CDC updated sodium values of foods that are major contributors to the U.S. diet. They reviewed approximately 1,300 mainly processed foods and updated 450 due to a difference with previously published values. These new values are included in the 2010 National Nutrient Database, which provides the foundation for most U.S private and public food composition databases, including that used with NHANES. USDA is also conducting laboratory analysis of sentinel foods that contribute high proportions of added sodium to the U.S. diet. One finding is that mean sodium values can vary up to tenfold for different brands of the same food, showing that sodium decreases in the food supply are possible even now. Laboratory analysis for sodium are essential, as the label only has to be within 20% of the actual value. Now focusing on sodium intake, in 2003 through 2008, the vast majority of U.S. adults, which means all of you in this room as well, almost, consumed more sodium than recommended, regardless of recommended level, age, sex, or race-ethnic group suggesting the need for widespread population interventions. Even among women who consume the least amount of sodium, over 98% consumed more than 1,500 milligrams per day, and more than 75% consumed more than 2,300 milligrams per day. I'll now focus on readiness to reduce sodium intake. In 2007, regardless of age, over 50% of adults with self-reported hypertension reporting being advised to reduce their salt intake. And among those advised, the vast majority reported that they were currently reducing their salt intake. Unfortunately, given the state of the food supply today, it's almost impossible for individuals to lower their own sodium intake, or make a big difference, actually. Regardless of age, sex, or race, ethnicity, the majority of U.S. consumers agreed with the statement, I think it's a good idea for government to keep food manufacturers from putting too much salt in food. The greatest support came from black consumers among almost 70% agreed. A slightly lower percentage of consumers agreed with government regulation of too much salt in restaurant foods with the strongest support from black consumers. In summary, 
the vast majority of U.S. adults consume excess sodium, reinforcing the need for widespread population interventions. Laboratory analysis of sodium in foods is essential for accurate monitoring of reductions in sodium intake, and consumers and healthcare providers seem ready for reduction of sodium in food. In particular, the majority of consumers agree with government regulation of too much salt in manufactured foods, and greater than 40% agree with regulation of too much salt in restaurant foods. Future actions include completion and implementation of the USDA, CDC, FDA Sentinel Sodium Food Monitoring System to allow early detection of nutrient changes in the U.S. food supply. Determining and implementing the optimal method for population monitoring of U.S. sodium intake through biological markers. And finally, continued monitoring of consumer readiness and acceptance is essential if we are to eliminate excess sodium and to decrease hypertension, heart disease, and stroke. Our next speaker is Christine Johnson. Good afternoon. I'm Christine Johnson from the New York City Department of Health and Mental Hygiene. I'll talk about three major efforts to reduce sodium content of foods that intersect and work synergistically in New York City. The National Salt Reduction Initiative, New York City's Sodium Reduction Activities, and the Sodium Reduction in Communities Grant. The National Salt Reduction Initiative, or NSRI, is a national initiative with the overall goal of reducing population sodium intake by 20% in five years by decreasing the sodium in packaged and restaurant foods by 25% over the next five years. This is consistent with calls from the American Medical Association and the American Public Health Association for a 50% reduction in the salt content of packaged and restaurant foods within 10 years. We chose a shorter time frame in order to focus discussions with industry and to allow for the assessment of industry progress. New York City held preliminary discussions with industry about reducing sodium. While they expressed support, they noticed their interest in a national approach. In response, the NSRI was launched in October 2008 by the New York City Health Department, which coordinates the initiative. This partnership has grown to over 70 health organizations and health departments, including 29 states, 15 cities, and 28 national organizations, such as the American Heart Association. Partners sign on to a statement committing to reducing population salt intake by at least 20% over five years by setting targets and monitoring industry progress through a transparent, voluntary public process. The NSRI strategy is modeled on the UK's evidence-based model for sodium reduction, which includes setting sodium targets, working with industry to confirm commitments, and monitoring progress over time. The NSRI created national nutrition databases for packaged and restaurant food to inform the development of the food categories and the sodium content targets, which were refined based on industry feedback. We have two mechanisms for monitoring industry progress. The first are the national nutrition databases, which allow us to assess detailed information about each category in 2012 and 2014. In addition, we ask for company-submitted reporting forms on the relevant food categories. Finally, we've developed a separate evaluation to assess changes in sodium intake in the New York City population. The NSRI databases for packaged and restaurant food were created based on publicly available nutrition information and proprietary sales data. The packaged food databases merges both sets of data, 
which allows us to assess the mean and range of sodium content by category, brand, and product type, which informed how we defined food categories and set the targets. Additional details are provided here and in the IOM report on strategies to reduce sodium. Based on the database analysis, the NSRI developed voluntary targets for 2012 and for 2014 for 62 packaged food categories and 25 restaurant food categories. Types of packaged food categories include bread and rolls, crackers, processed cheese, canned beans, and restaurant food category examples include hamburgers with cheese, sandwiches with luncheon meat, soup, and pizza. Discussions on these targets occurred with a wide range of packaged and restaurant food companies at the table, including private label companies, food distributors, trade associations, and food service companies. Companies also had an opportunity to participate in category-level meetings, individual meetings, and to submit written comments. The targets were proposed based on analyzing the NSRI databases and assessing technical feasibility and then were refined based on company comments and ongoing discussions with the industry. We talk about using the sales-weighted mean for the NSRI targets, which means that the content of more popular products influences the mean more than the sodium content of products with lower sales. As an example, let's look at the bread and rolls category. Companies can commit to a 2012 target of 440 milligrams of sodium per 100 grams of food. To meet this target, the mean sodium content of all of a company's products in this category, weighted by their sales, must be at or below the target by January 2012, although there may still be some products that are above the specified target. What's important here is the average. Restaurant targets work in a similar way. Since we announced the NSRI targets in April 2010, 28 companies have signed on to NSRI targets, including 19 major packaged food companies, four supermarkets and food distributors, and five restaurant chains listed here. Companies have received ongoing press attention because of their involvement in the NSRI, particularly around the three press announcements, and have capitalized on it in their own advertising and their press releases. The NSRI is different from past calls for voluntary industry reductions because it provides a clear and transparent way to monitor changes in the food supply. We will recreate the packaged and restaurant food databases described earlier in both 2012 and 2014. This will allow us to track individual company and overall food industry progress for every category. In addition, we ask companies that have committed to NSRI targets to submit product-level data for each category they commit to. We're also evaluating the NSRI by measuring changes in the New York City sodium intake through the gold standard, 24-hour urine analysis. We conducted a baseline study in 2010 where we recruited participants from the New York City Community Health Survey, a telephone survey modeled on the BRFSS. The study was conducted on, with a representative sample of just under 1,800 New York City adults. Data collected included sodium, potassium, and creatinine. Our results show that overall mean New York City adult intake was approximately 3,150 milligrams per day. Only 11% of high-risk New Yorkers whose recommended daily limit is 1,500 milligrams or below were at or below that level. Further, only 21% of all New Yorkers met their recommended limit, whether it was 1,500 or 2,300 milligrams per day. Results are weighted to be representative of New York City as a whole, and further analysis is underway.
In terms of future plans, a follow-up will be conducted in 2014 to track changes in sodium intake. In addition to coordinating national action through the NSRI, New York City is working on sodium reduction locally. New York City is the first large city in the U.S. to set standards for all foods purchased and served by city agencies, which were officially put in place by mayoral executive order in 2008. The standards for meals and snacks purchased and served establish nutrition standards for all city agency, which affect over 260 million meals and snacks served each year at schools, senior centers, daycares, homeless shelters, and other city programs. We also develop standards for beverage vending machines. Both sets of standards are available on the New York City Health Department website. Here are a few specific examples of sodium requirements for purchased food that are set by the standards for meals and snacks. Cereal must contain less than 215 milligrams of sodium per serving. Canned and frozen vegetables must contain less than 290 milligrams per serving or have no salt added. And portion-controlled items and other convenience foods must contain less than 480 milligrams per serving. In September 2010, New York City was one of five cities and states awarded a three-year Sodium Reduction in Communities grant from the CDC. This grant supports three separate activities. The first is an independent restaurant initiative. New York City has approximately 20,000 independent restaurants, which account for 90% of the city's restaurants. We plan to work closely with a select group of restaurants and suppliers to develop an approach for reducing sodium that's scalable and sustainable. Our activities will include education and outreach through mailings, a website, and a sodium module in New York City's food safety course. The second initiative is focused on hospital retail food standards with a goal for New York City hospitals to provide access to healthier foods, including lower sodium options. We plan to develop standards which will allow us to build on our current work with New York City public hospitals and support us reaching out to New York City private hospitals. Finally, the third activity is a New York City media campaign focused on increasing consumer awareness of the hidden salt and processed foods and broadening awareness of the health impacts of a high-sodium diet. The first phase includes a print ad campaign in New York City subways, local newspapers, and online ads. This is one of two subway posters. The main tagline is, many foods pack a lot more salt than you think, with a consumer message to compare labels and choose less sodium. A health bulletin on salt that was part of the campaign is available by calling New York City's 311. The second phase of the media campaign will be developed this year and will launch in fall 2012. Average daily sodium intake for U.S. adults is more than double what is recommended as a safe level. Changes in the food supply are needed to lower sodium intake to recommended levels. We've also heard today about how the NSRI is promising as a collaborative and voluntary process because it requires industry commitment and includes a mechanism for monitoring industry progress objectively. And finally, we see that government has a critical role to play at federal, state, and local levels. Thank you so much. We'll return for more from this session of Grand Rounds Nation after a short break. <laughs>